My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. You guys, I have an incredibly valuable guest coming on the show and I cannot wait to introduce you to her. The guest I'm bringing on is Rose Radford, award-winning CEO, speaker, creator of the Millionaire Girl Next Door brand, a former McKinsey consultant, trusted digital marketing speaker, industry-leading coach, and the host of Grow to CEO show. She has spoken on many TED Talks a TEDx um, talks on stage and has been featured in Forbes, US News, Boss Babe, among ton of other places, you guys. She has so much under her belt. So I just want to welcome you to the show, Rose. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to come on and add so much value to myself and my listeners. Hey, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to today. Now, I, I guess before we dive into any of our hot topics here, let's just like take it back a step kind of fill in the gaps, if you don't mind, as to how you got to where you are today, and maybe a little bit about your journey along the way. Of course, absolutely. So one of the things that um, I like to share is that I managed to create over a million pounds in cash received before turning the age of 30 last year. And in fact, on top of that, I spent the last three days of my 20s on Necker Island with Sir Richard Branson. And I was the youngest female entrepreneur to be invited to that particular trip with other women entrepreneurs there to mastermind with him. And um, the very last day of me being 29 years old, I ended up dancing on the breakfast table with Richard Branson and all the other girls I was there with. And it was just one of those really like, yeah, like high euphoric moments of my life. Without any alcohol, drugs, or anything involved, it was like right, I'm just right. high on life right now. And so, um, there's been a real journey over the last few years. Um, but that's obviously not how it all started out. I started out five years ago, 25 years old. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I left my former job at McKinsey as a strategy consultant um, with just three months of living costs saved and no real clue how I was going to monetize and make money in the business. I just had a huge amount of self-trust. And I also had an understanding that being at McKinsey and probably working for anybody, to be honest, was not going to make me happy, truly. And I had to go and find my own way of doing things and living my life and making money in my own business. So that adventure then started the first two years. Absolute crapshoot. I had no idea. Um, I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know what I was really selling. I trained as a coach. I also had experience doing business coaching. I've actually been business coaching on and off since I was 19 years old. I just had no idea I could get paid for it. I was just doing it for free because I thought right. it was fun. Um, I even went and coached <laughs> in Kenya. <laughs> I was also co- coaching in Kenya as well during that time. So I've had some really amazing experiences, but I just had no idea how to monetize it. And I think that's often the case with a lot of new coaches, mentors, consultants, strategists that want to be able to build a life of freedom and really help people with their expertise and make good money from it because they can see other people doing it. But it's like the how bit can feel really challenging. And even though yeah. you might be really smart, you might have an incredible incredible background like I did and walk into the business thinking I've done amazing things before I can do this again I think the online space in general is a whole new ball game and so I had a lot of of things to learn 
So yeah, first two years, absolute nightmare. I had no idea what I was doing and um, was, was on the real struggle bus, let's say. And then finally I got sick of myself, like really sick of myself <laughs> and decided, right, enough is enough. And I managed to get myself fully booked in my one-to-one coaching in eight weeks, um, which was really cool. I mainly used DM selling to do that. And I face planted at least 300 DM conversations on Instagram um, and finally landed an, enough one-on-one clients to say, do you know what? I'm fully booked. But I was also very burnt out at that point and decided then the next month to launch a group coaching program because that made sense to me. You know, you get for a book one-on-one, you think, well, what do I sell next? Oh, it must be a group coaching program. That's the next logical thing. Yeah. Um, That was March, 2020 when the pandemic hit. So that was an interesting time. Um, I had three people sign up to my group coaching program and then a fourth drop in as well a few weeks later, um, which was great. It was a great start for a group coaching program. Awesome. And um, then for nine weeks in a row, I signed one new client. I had nine clients at the end of the nine weeks. And that was my first step into evergreen marketing. I had no idea what I was doing again. I was just making up as I was going along. I had a random idea at 11 o'clock at night to put these two things of a funnel together and hope that it worked. Put some ad spend behind it. It was literally $30 a day I was spending on ads and signing one new client a week, which was worth at least 3K to me at the time. And right. I just kept increasing my prices when I got braver and braver. Next month it was going to be, right, well, next right, week right. it's going to be 4K and then 5K. Um, and so, yeah, that was my first entrance into evergreen marketing. And I've been teaching that ever since three years later. Oh my gosh. Well, bros, thank you for taking the time to share that with us. Um, it's huge. Now talk to us about the lessons you learned, you know, was it during this time that you got to that one, um, 1.2 million mm-hmm. in cash bef- uh, into your business before the age 30. Now, what were some of the biggest lessons you learned? Like, was it, you know, start like drop that fear, increase those prices. Tell me some of the biggest challenges and what you had to overcome to get to that point. Yeah, for sure. I think two big things come to mind. The first is needing to learn how to sell effectively in a way that feels good to me. I didn't really take any formal sales training at all. And I just had to figure it out as I go. I'm very much self-taught in that area. But now it means I can really coach from that place. And I'll give you a really great example, actually. Very top of mind right now. Earlier this week, I did my um, client calls on Tuesday uh, with my accelerator program. And one of the girls said to me, like, I've had five leads come in every week for weeks. I've had five sales calls and I've had five yeses and all these sorts of things, but no one's actually then paid me. And I don't know what's going on. And so I walk, walked her through the close of her call and gave her some really specific sentences. She um, left the call feeling like confident and ready to go. She then literally 10 minutes later is on another sales call that was already booked him and she closes her very first 10K client. <laughs> like, yes. Amazing. And so it was really cool to see that in real time to say like, I've gone and trialed and errored the crap out of this. I can tell exactly what's going wrong here. And here's what I want you to say instead. And it worked. And so it feels so amazing and empowering to be able to gift that trial and error experience to other people now so they can make money too. And it just, it can't make me happier. It's just like the best thing ever. Um, so that's the one big thing, like learning how to sell and really realizing that sale, selling isn't sleazy, that selling is really actually fun when you know how to do it and just keep testing and keep learning because it's so worth it in the end. Then the second thing I learned, which was really powerful for me is during those last, let's say three years or so of running the business, I've done about nine launches, challenge launch, webinar launch, social media launch, like all the launches. And I've also dabbled obviously in being evergreen and having a funnel and just running ads to it and signing clients off the back of that, as I described earlier. And looking back at the end of, I think it must have been either 2020 or 2021. Yeah, one of those years, I looked back and I thought, 
well, what's really been easy for me in the business, what's been really successful when I've, I felt like I'm making the most money, the most impact with my clients, the least amount of work. And I realized that launching creates a lot of extra work on my plate and is highly unpredictable when it comes to making sales. So there was one particular launch I did 36K in as an example. I then rinsed and repeated that same launch about three months later, having grown my audience literally the same 40 emails in that sequence, the same video scripts, the same offer. Everything was the same, except I decided to, yeah, I doubled my ad spend this time thinking we know this launch works. Why not double the ad spend and go bigger? And let's say make 70 K or something. Do you know what happened? (laughs) I made 11 K in that sale, in that launch in sales. And so that's when I learned that launching is highly unpredictable and not a very good way to grow your business (laughs) at all. Right. So now looking back at all of that, as I said, I teach evergreen marketing from that place of having done both launching and evergreen. And I've learned that when you have a really consistent lead generator and and funnel and then consistent sales calls and sales conversations coming in all the time, you're then obviously able to create consistent income and spend more time delivering to your clients than planning and delivering the next launch. So Right. You have that time and energy to yeah. give back to those that you're working with, which makes mm-hmm. a huge hell of a difference. And they'll probably always want to work with you then, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. So it's been a really good learning curve and it's obviously the thing I now teach. Um, so that's the other second juicy lesson I've learned. Incredible. Well, thanks for sharing. So <clears throat> instead of burning yourself out doing these launches, you now just kind of removed yourself from doing or maybe you're just doing less. I don't know if you moved, removed it altogether, but did you, what would you say? Okay. You're focused on evergreen marketing now and coaching and stuff like that. Now, when did it hit you that that burnout was no longer like you're done with these burnouts and kind of led you into that spacious six, seven figure month continuously? Mm, um. I remember, I think it would have been October, November of 2021. Um, And I'd built the system, the evergreen system. It was bringing in clients. They were paying me a high ticket fees. I was delivering incredible client results. And I was working about two and a half, three days a week and making about 60 to 70 K in cash received per month, really profitably about 50% profit margin, um, which was great at the time. And like, wow. Okay. Now I need to actually give myself permission to make this amount of money without working so hard. Cause I think anybody who's a high achiever who often has then led themselves to burnout feels like they have to work hard to deserve it, or they have to hustle their way there. And to be honest, I was then reaping the reward of a good few years of investing my time and energy. Um, and instead of feeling guilty and wrong and bad about that, I was able to actually enjoy it. And I settled into right. that rhythm for a few months. And then I got to the point where, as we often do as high achievers and type A people and say, do you know what? I'm time. It's ready to push again now. and ready to create the next level of growth. So um, that's what obviously then took me to, to the next level. And we were then hitting 90 to 100K cash months as well. Again, with a really strong profit margin. Fun fact for you, by the way, because I know a lot of people that might be listening to this think, oh, Evergreen, that sounds interesting, funnels, but do you have to spend loads of money on ads? And then like, I'm really scared of ads. And what if that's not profitable Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff? Well, last year in the year of 2022, I spent $28,000 on ads. So just under 28K and we made $900,000 back in cash received. So basically that's like putting $1 in the ads machine and getting 32 back, which is 
unheard right. of in the industry, completely unheard of. I do all of my own media buying. I do all of my own ad spend. I don't have an agency. I've learned how to do that really effectively for myself. I did have an agency before, but I don't think they brought enough value to the table and they were a really great agency, but I still knew how to do the media buying better. And so I can teach my clients from that place as well. And a lot of my clients right now are putting in $1 and getting $5 to $10 back within the first 30 to 60 days of that new phone running. And they haven't done any optimization yet, any tweaking. They're just like getting it out there and seeing what happens. And they're already in profit immediately. And it's so fucking cool to see that happen. It makes me the so best happy. thing to see. Yeah. Right. Proud moments, and, right? Like, yeah, I know. I and then they do this. <laughs> and then they know what um, levers to pull in their business to grow it further. Like, okay, we need increase ad spend. We do, let's say, more emails, like more live streams, whatever it might be that they know works for right. them, or DM selling. Um, and now we are in, I think, the second week running of some of my clients signing three clients in one day. It's like, who is next week going to be the one that signs three clients in one day? <laughs> it's like the battle is being so passed exciting. around. It's so funny. So you mentioned, you mentioned, you know, getting three clients a week kind of thing. Now, how exactly do you get, and I know you're touching on bits and pieces here and I'm hearing you and stuff, but if you want to just dive in a little bit deeper as to, you know, exactly how to sign one to three clients every week to high ticket coaching programs. How? Okay. So We all need a sales mechanism of some kind, whether that is a DM conversation or a sales call. Sales ultimately is a contact sport and that does not include contact with a sales page typically for a high ticket offer. However, we have had people come and buy my high ticket offer that's 15 to 18K just from a sales page having never spoken to me. So that can also happen, but yeah, that's really cool, right? But vast majority of the time, like 90, 95% of the time, you're kind of looking at the fact that you're going to have some level of conversation with, with some human that might want to come work with you, right? So then the question becomes, how do you want to generate those sales calls and DM conversations? And what do people need to see from you before they get on that call with you on that conversation to know that they might want to come work with you? And obviously that's where the funnel and the, and the evergreen ecosystem comes in. Now, going evergreen is so much more than just whipping up a funnel and putting it onto ads these days. That's very 2015. We're in 2023. Very. Things have changed. <laughs> And so really we're in a world where there's very low trust in the online space and very high skepticism. So your marketing really needs to obviously increase that trust and ultimately take leads down that buyer decision-making process. So what is a buyer decision-making process exactly? Well, this is obviously the job of your funnel ultimately. But if you imagine this for a moment, the best way for me to describe this is a lead enters your world and they have a certain set of beliefs about themselves about you and the work that you do and offer. And then if you compare that set of beliefs to a new client that's just signed up to work with you, what sort of beliefs they have about you, them, the work you offer, there's going to be differences in those beliefs. So what your marketing needs to do and specifically your evergreen funnel and all the retargeting that comes in the back end, which is more than just ads, that basically evergreen ecosystem needs to take somebody down that by decision-making process and get them from cold, cold beliefs to sold beliefs. There's a real art to this. There's a science and an art to it. And I love it when the penny finally drops for my clients around this and they learn the, let's say the 20 to 30 things their client might need to hear from them to be able to be like, okay, I want to come work with Brittany. I want to come work with Rose. I want to come work with Sally. Um, and once you know what those things are, oh my goodness, is the sky the limit in your business. It's like the best thing ever. Um, and it means you can have more people ultimately. Yeah. World of difference. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. I love it. This is so exciting. And you know, 
you mentioned monetizing and whatnot. What are all the ways that you monetize today in all areas of your business? Yeah. So we keep things really simple. I just have a few core offers. Um, we obviously have the accelerator program where we teach evergreen marketing, um, where I've just been talking about, obviously. And then we have a mastermind called Stratosphere, which has retreats included. And that's for those people that have typically gone through the accelerator program and now hitting 20, 30 K months. And are really ready to scale to the 50 to hundred K month mark. And um, we do a lot more one-to-one time there as well, as well as the retreats. And then we also have our DM closer Academy. Um, and that's a really unique program in the market right now. And the story behind that really briefly is that I mentioned earlier, of course, that I got fully booked to my one-to-one in eight weeks using just DMs. That's like the main thing for making sales. Right. And um, it's really powerful to be able to do that, right? But I was face planting those conversations, having no idea what I was talking about. I'm kind of just signing clients by luck. Lo and behold, a year or two later, I'm still on the DMs a couple of hours a day, hustling away, signing these clients, getting people on sales calls with me. And I thought, I've got to go spend my time on other stuff in the business. I can't be in the DMs all of the time. So I thought, Mm -hmm. well, could I hire somebody to do this role for me? Would that ever work? And I ended up hiring a university graduate, really just straight out the gate, university for about 90 days. And I said, look, I don't know whether this role is going to work for me in my business or not, but come in here, come and be my DM assistant help me sign some clients. Let's see if I can train you up and if it works. And she brought in a 15 K client by week three. I'm like, hmm, wow. this might work. <laughs> so, right. Right. Um, I've been training DM assistants since then on my methodologies and we're constantly pioneering in this space. And I realized other people similar to me had the same problem, whether you are wanting to get fully booked in your one-to-one using DMS without doing anything complicated, like a funnel, um, whether you just want to make more sales and have somebody else in your in your DMs do it for you, having that assistant there. Um, it kind of supports people at every stage of, of that journey. And we have clients right now, one of them celebrated that her DM assistant brought in a 4K sale last week uh, without having any involvement from her. And it's so nice to be able to know you go away for the weekend or you could take a whole week off and somebody else is still making sales for you. A hundred percent. Outsource that. I mean, if you can take it off your plate, do it. And then you can focus more like on the CEO role right? When you're not so in the business, but now you're working on the business. And Mm -hmm. as I, you know, the coach yourself, um, I think it makes a world of difference. You're able to put your areas of focus in different spots of the business, which um, if someone else can take over that, you know, position here and there, trial and error, see if it works. And if it does, then perfect. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I, And I think a lot of entrepreneurs from what I'm getting on my show, when I ask questions similar to that um, is, you know, the hard part of releasing control of everything, doing it all on your own. Did you ever feel the same way where you're like, I think I want to do it all on my own. And then it just becomes overwhelming. Like you said, (laughs) yeah. Um, but it was releasing the control of every like area in the business tough on you. Um, yes. And specifically, I felt like I never wanted a big team because I don't want the responsibility. I don't want to have to manage people. I don't want to have to be responsible for people's career progression. I don't have to deal with their problems or having a bad day. Like all of this stuff was literally Mm. mounting up in my brain. And now I run a team of, I'm going to say about five people because obviously some are part-time and some are more full-time and it's the best thing ever. There's so many things I don't have to worry about now. There's so many things that they just handle. And I hire people that really care like really, really care. They do a great job for me and my clients. Um, and they go, go above and beyond for me and my clients all of the time. So it's a real joy to pay their invoices, to, um, have them 
like batting for me at the same time. And um, yeah, they're an incredible group of people. So I would never want to control everything now. I think they're actually better at it than me in some cases. And um, it's just wonderful to feel like we're all charging towards like the same outcome all the time. Absolutely. I love it. And honestly, um, you know, I hear this quite often from entrepreneurs as well is, you know, it's okay. And like, we should be looking for people better in certain positions than us, you know, that way we really can hit the ground running and put our focus in other areas and let someone who's better at, you know, for your instance, DM specialist, perfect. That Mm -hmm. takes that off your plate and you're still doing epic with it. Right. So it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It feels really good. So Rose, let's talk about your podcast. What were your intentions before starting it and where is it at today? Mm, Yeah. So when I started the Grow to CEO show, I was really fascinated with the idea of building a CEO level skill set to help you lead your business more effectively. I think because of my background at McKinsey, where we used to support C-suite level leaders and senior um, executives to help them solve their most difficult business problems of the time. I was used to being around those sorts of people and that level of thinking. And then I entered the online space with all these entrepreneurs and that level of thinking was kind of lacking in many ways in lots of different um, regard. So I thought, well, why don't I go and share some insight into what it means to have that level of strategic thinking and know-how in your own business and to grow your business from that place. I also wanted to chart my own journey from making six multi-six figures to seven figures and how I was evolving and what I was learning along the way is a bit of like a diary type thing. Obviously, when we start podcasts, they evolve over time and the topics we end up talking about are not always the topics we thought we were going to end up talking about. So it's very much, yeah. Um, so we still do talk about that kind of stuff. And I also teach a lot of sales and marketing things um, because obviously that's what a lot of my audience want to know about, as well as what's working well for me right now and answering questions I often get from my audience. So um, yeah, it's growing every month, month on month, which is super cool to see. I love the compound effect of podcasts. What's really weird for me though, is that we started obviously this podcast, invested some money up front with an agency to get it going, all that good stuff. And I had no idea whether it was going to give us an ROI, like an actual return on investment. And then about, I'm going to say six to eight months later, I was running my retreat here in Lisbon uh, for my clients. And lo and behold, at least a third of the room said to me that one of the reasons they invested to work with me is because they were listening to my podcast. I was like, oh, we have got an ROI. I just didn't know about it. And so that was amazing. <laughs> No kidding. I, and I love, I love hearing that, you know, someone will be like, you know, I was running my coaching program. I was on a sales call and there was someone who's like, you know what? I've been binge watching your podcast and I need you. I trust you. I like you. I'm ready to work with you. It's incredible. Yes. Right. Cause now you're reaching, you're reaching masses all over globally. Right. Yeah. So when you get that feedback and you see, you know, just like mm-hmm. you did at one of your retreats, you're like, okay, yeah. I am putting my, you know, time and effort into the right things. So mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. So good. <laughs> amazing. So tell me a little bit about, you know, I know you, you spoke about this in the beginning and I meant to ask you, but I was just going to say for closer to the end of the episode, um, Richard um, Brunson, how did you go about getting into this retreat with him and everything like that? Let's, let's chat about that. That's so exciting. 
Yeah. So I got invited to Sir Richard Branson's island, Necker Island. And apparently he owns more than one island. I didn't know that until yeah, I went and yeah. visited. Um, and that came about through an invitation that I got from one of my mentors. And um, it's part of a mastermind called The Collective, which um, also donates a chunk of money to Virgin Unite, which is Sir Richard Branson's um it's called foundation. That's the word I'm looking for. And um, they do amazing work in the world. So we also collaborate with them in different ways too. And we do a couple of trips a year normally. Um, actually this June, I'm heading on a cruise on, the, on a virgin voyage cruise around Greece. So I'm very excited about that. And we're, all of our um, mastermind leaders are coming together again as well. But what's really cool though, is that Richard was only really expected to kind of come and do a couple of sessions with us, like a Q&A and things like that, and maybe join mm-hmm. for a dinner. Um, but he ended up having breakfast, lunch and dinner with us. People were playing tennis with him. We went to oh. his house. It was like really chill and really cool um, to be on this billionaire's island and learning from him. Um He's very much a man of his time and it was fascinating to get an insight into how he's thought about the growth of his empire effectively. I don't know how many businesses he owns right now, but I know it's definitely more than a hundred. I have a feeling it's a couple of hundred to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. And he is such a powerful visionary. And that's something that I was really inspired by to come across a man or woman, in fact, that has huge vision. Um, It's always really exciting to see what they're cooking up in their own brain. Absolutely amazing. I love all of this. Thanks. I was just wanting to get a little more info on that. That's so exciting. And I love that he, you know, he did actually spend a lot more time than just questions and answers. You know, that's huge. He cares. So I love that. So Rose, you know, quickly before we jump off here, I know we have such short interviews. Um, I just want to say like, do you have one piece of advice for anyone listening today who is going through the challenges and roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship, sales, whatever it might be. If you have one piece of advice or a couple pieces of advice that you would like to share, this would be a great time to do it. Mm, absolutely. Okay. So let's imagine somebody listening to this right now wants to make more sales in their business and they want to create that breakthrough for themselves. Um, the two things that I would encourage them to do is number one, if you haven't already got somebody guiding you through this, a mentor, a coach, a strategist, somebody like that, that you're learning from, absolutely get that support. There's no awards for figuring it out on your own. No. <laughs> like, if you want to like speed up the process, just go and get help. And I wish I'd done that sooner in the first couple of years of my business. I'm yeah, paying the price on that one. I've invested well over a quarter of a million dollars in my own mentorship and growth in the last few years now. And it's the reason for why I've built the business that I have. So um, it's important that we do that if you want to be able to create results so much faster and get the cheat codes basically. And the second thing I would say is if you're not making the sales you want right now, ask yourself what more contact do you need to make for those sales to happen? And what I mean by that is going back to what I said earlier, sales is a contact sport. Well, are you making enough contact with people to actually make the sale? So are you booking enough sales conversations, sales calls? Are you having enough conversations in the DMs? If people aren't DMing you to find out details about working with you, go and solve that. I can help you solve that. And so like really think about where are you missing opportunities here to generate more contact with people and then allow that to lead to sales more contact will naturally lead to more sales and as long as you focus on the contact piece the sales will come rather than like fixating around making money all the time love it 
Rose, this has been absolutely amazing. You have given us so much value and I appreciate it. That's exactly what I'm looking for on the show. Now, Rose, before we jump off, if you wouldn't mind telling our audience, you know, the best way to connect with you in case anyone is interested in whether it's one of your retreats, your, you know, mastermind, uh, any of your group coaching, let us know the best way to connect with you. Absolutely. So if you head to Rose Radford, that's R-A-D Ford, dot com slash step up all one word um you'll be able to find a free training on all about how to go evergreen with your business and your group coaching programs and how to sign one to three or more clients a week on evergreen so go and grab that free training it is awesome and then the second thing is if you want to come connect with me on socials then come over to i am rose radford on instagram and uh, we produce a lot of really great content over there too so feel free to binge watch the live streams Love it. I'm going to binge watch. I love binge watching <laughs> all my guest stuff. So it's, it's fabulous. Well, Rose, thank you so much for taking the time of your day. Like I said earlier to come on and add such value to myself and my listeners. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure having you on. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure entrepreneur want to come on, just like Rose Radford did today to share your story, talk about your areas of expertise, talk about the business and podcast, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, Rose. Bye, guys. Catch you in the next episode. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.